yo, 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 it's the 1409 Podcast. This is episode one. I go by the name of KT. And I go by the name of Guala Meets World. And before we get into the agenda today, we're going to get into this shot. We're going to take a shot before we get started. You ready? Oh, yeah. What you sipping on today? I got that crown. I'm on a little Pat Ron, Muscle Patron today. All right, all right. Let's get to it then. Yes, sir. Yeah, smooth. <laughs> All right. For the agenda today, we're going to talk about the Redskins with their potential name change. Then we're going to get into Cam Newton's new team. Next, we're going to get into the black militia that was at Stone Mountain on Independence Day this past weekend. We're also going to discuss Confederate symbols and the removals of those statues in certain cities across the country. And then next, we're going to get into an up-and-coming rapper that was at the scene of a shooting at a South Carolina nightclub. All right. So, as we all know, there's this racial thing going on. So, the Redskins, has been found that that name is a racist name. It's kind of derogatory towards Native Americans. They had the name since 1933. That's like 87 years ago. So now they're getting pressure to get that name changed. Pressure from FedEx, pressure from Pepsi, and pressure from Nike. Uh, I, I think, man, if, if they're going to hold the Redskins to that standard with the name change, you know what I'm saying? I don't feel like it's it's that big of a deal to change the name. Because you had organizations that changed their name plenty of times throughout history, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like if they're going to, you know, make the Redskins an example, they need to hold every uh, organization to that standard. Yeah, because there's probably plenty of other teams that's going to end up having to change their name, like Mississippi, Ole Miss, ain't they? Are they the Rebels or something like that? Ole Miss Rebels? Yeah. Yeah, so I can see that going a little ways. Most definitely. You know, like, we talked about like the Yankees being a, you know, a slur term. So it's just like, if you're going to hold them to that standard, I feel like they need to hold every organization to that standard. Yeah, and that team being since 1933, they got plenty memorabilia, plenty fans. They're gonna have to. What are they gonna do? What are they gonna do with all the jerseys, all the little banners they got in the man cave, all that? They got to change all that. Yeah, and you know they not just to seem like they being effective and making the change just because the racial tension is so high right now in America. I feel like that's that's really what they're doing. Just trying to make it seem like they're supportive of everything, but. You just got to make it a standard all around, not just, you know, make somebody uh, an example. Yeah, they definitely going to make them an example because FedEx, you know, the Redskins, where they play in the uh, Landover, Maryland, the stadium is called FedEx Field. It's been, they've been under contract with that name for quite, quite a while, a few years, as far as I can remember. And Nike supplies the players' jerseys and also – Fan jerseys and many other t-shirts, hats, all of that. Yeah. And what is it? Pepsi. Pepsi's uh, 
threatening to drop them as well. They probably have Pepsi products at the stadium and such. So I mean, so. when you when you start talking about the partnerships and the sponsors cutting the funding, I mean, the name is going to change. I feel like it's it's nothing that they it's not it's out of their control right now. When you start think, talking about the funding and the partnerships and sponsorships, you know that's that's forcing the hand. So I do believe the name will change. You know what I'm saying? But I just feel like, like I was saying earlier, man, they just got to hold every every organization to that standard and not just make an example out of one. Right. I get this to the end of the week and they're going to have a new name. I don't know. <laughs> you said the I end of the week? The end of the week. <laughs> for July 10th. By July 10th, it's going to be a new name. They might have new colors and everything. Dang. It might be Washington, Washington Senators, Washington Generals. It's going to be something. <laughs> Something okay. like that. I don't know wow. what else they could be out there. Capitals, Washington Capitals. That's already a team, I think, in another sport. Yeah. But, you know, it's going to be something. Something yeah. pertaining to the, you know, the district, you know what I'm saying? The... For sure, for sure. It's going to be interesting to see. I want to see what they go with. It's, it's going to be something interesting to see. I mean, and for all those fans that, you know, like you were saying earlier, all the fans that was just rocking with the, I mean, 87 years to have a name and just change it, you know what I'm saying? That's Elliot, 1933. That yeah. Was, <laughs> that's like beginning of the NFL right there. Oh, yeah. I don't even think it was called the NFL then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it's called, AFL. Yeah, whatever. something like that, yeah. American Football League. All right. Well, you got anything else on that? If not, we can down. Now, you know I'm ready to talk about Cam because, you know, <laughs> you're a Panthers uh, fan. I'm a Patriots fan. So let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about Cam. Yeah, man. I've been a Panthers fan since 05. And Cam Newton was released from the Panthers a few months back, as we all know. And recently, he was signed by the Patriots on a one-year contract, minimum Minimum, minimum guaranteed con- contract, yeah. minimum. as I should say. Yeah. The minimum. The bare minimum. <laughs> so I want to hear what you got to say first, being that, you know, Cam has really put a lot of his career into leading the Panthers to playoffs and, and the Super Bowl and just really being like a backbone of that team and leading those guys and, and just, you know, a couple of winning seasons. How you feel about how the Panthers handled, how the organization handled the situation with one of their star players. Yeah, I didn't think it would go down like that. Honestly, honestly, he was the quarterback for like this whole era, this whole decade right here, the 2010s and beyond was the Cam Newton era for the Panthers. I didn't think it would end in such a way. And it wasn't his choice to lead the team. The team made that choice to part ways with Cam. So, you know, I just was ready to see what was going to happen next. You know, we picked up Bridgewater and we picked up that quarterback from the XFL. I can't remember his name at the moment, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. So yeah. they're they trying to make something happen in the quarterback perspective. So. But I've seen this workout and everything. I think I think he, he can do something, but we'll see what happens when he's with the Wrangler. and we'll see what goes on. In the oh. AFC East, in the <laughs> AFC, and all of that. What do you think going, is going to happen with the Patriots? Since that's um, your team. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, I've been saying this for a while anyway. 
you know, spectating Cam. I felt like at, at a certain level in his career, to me, it just felt like he he became, like, stagnant. I'm not going to say stagnant, but he just got too comfortable there. You feel me? And I told you, like, uh, I feel like that would be a momentum boost for his career to have, like, a team uh, team change. So I feel like being that you're coming into the Patriots is one of the, the best organizations in, in American football right now or the NFL. You know what I'm saying? And, and how they just run a tight ship, I feel like it's going to do good to his career. I just feel like the first year is just a tryout, you know what I'm saying, trying them out to see how they can fit him into the offense and, and how the, how far the organization can go under a new leadership being that, you know, you said like for the Panthers, but for this decade, <laughs> it's been the Tom Brady era for the Patriots forever. So just to see a, a new new talent, a new superstar, see what he can do with the team. I feel like it's just a tryout. But, I mean, I feel like Cam going to do good because I've been saying that for the longest, I feel like he needed a, a team change. All right. We will see what happens. And they should be starting the preseason next month if everything goes as planned. We'll see how that goes with all these situations going on in the world right now. Fingers yeah. crossed. Fingers crossed. I hope so. Hopefully they get this COVID testing thing under control so they can get out there and play. Yeah. Entertain America, you know what I'm saying? We do need some uh some kind of entertainment. You know, sports bring people together, so they need to <laughs> bring some some pro sport back, you feel me? For sure, for sure. All right. All right, next, uh I recently found out that on Independence Day a black militia was on Stone Stone Mountain, Georgia. It was a few hundred of them. And they were out there because uh, allegedly the KKK was supposed to be out there and there's supposed to be some racial tension, but they allegedly the KKK didn't show up out there. So this uh this black group is called the Not Fucking Around Commission, NFAC. <laughs> that's that's the name they're going by. So it, it, I looked at the video, it's like it, at least like 200 of them in formation marching with their weapons in all mm-hmm. black. Most of them was in all black. They had the people that didn't have on all black more towards the back, but everybody up front, it was in all black, man. Yeah, that was a powerful move, man. It was beautiful, man. I like I like seeing things like that. Yeah, I, I definitely uh like seeing, you know what I'm saying, when the black community come together, you feel me? And, and it, it ends peacefully, you know what I'm saying? Because the narrative for so long with all the racial tension that, you know, any, any type of movement, any type of protest, the narrative was trying to change to, like, rioting and looting. So just to see that, you know, that happened peacefully, was you know, I was a fan of that, a big fan of that, that movement. Indeed, indeed. I'd like to see more like this in the future. Let them know that they shouldn't be. If if the white folks can group together and carry arms walking around, we should be able to do it as well without any issues occurring with the law or anything. We 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 are under the Second Amendment as well. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. have the right to bear arms too. I know I bear arms, and I know you bear arms. So. Yeah. I feel like, man, it's just what that what that movement did is it should open up awareness among the black community too, because I know it's a it's a lot of people who don't bear arms or you know what I'm saying, don't have the knowledge base behind the how to carry or 
you know, bear owners within the law. So I feel like committees like that need to also start opening up like educational programs too to get the black community up to speed on, you know, the rules and regulations with um, bearing arms. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, get some apps out there to let you know, like, the gun laws in your state or the concealed carry laws or whatever they may call it in their state. You know, in South Carolina, it's called a concealed weapons permit, but in Texas, mm-hmm. it's called a license to carry. Yeah. See, I personally have the South Carolina concealed weapons permit, so I can still carry in Texas as well in many other states. Yeah, you just have to read up on the laws. Since we since yeah. we speaking to this, you saw the video of the uh the guy from Louisiana it was was like ran. I think it was on World Star maybe. It was it like Shreveport. Yeah, I think it was Shreveport. Yeah, I think I saw a little something about it. He was like the mayor. He's the mayor's photographer or something, I believe. And he was out there. He's out there yeah. bearing arms too, right? Yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure what else happened with it, but I saw a picture online. I, I saw a video of a guy talking. You know what I'm saying? He was saying some powerful stuff. And uh, I just thought that was interesting. You know, it's it's with this racial tension, man, it's it's a lot of good happening and a and a lot of a bad happening. But you know what I'm saying? I just want to say for the listeners out there and that's and people that's watching, man, just stay vigilant, man. Stay aware of what's going on in your surroundings and, and get prepared, man. Just stay prepared because you never know what could happen. You know, at any moment things could go left you know we always talk about or we always say like we want to hope for the best but we got to prepare for the worst so man just if anybody out there listening well all the listeners just make sure y'all stand prepared and y'all taking necessary steps to make sure y'all secured out here yeah speaking of being secured make sure you have in addition to the weapon make sure you have ammo as well i know ammo is hard to get right now it's a high demand for it and the lower supply so Pretty much the prices are going up. Yeah. So ammo surge, weapon surge, people are buying weapons. Man, uh, just to talk about, like, the academy here, man, I think it was Thursday. They put out ammo, and within an hour, man, that truck was gone. Like, ammo that, you know, that you need for, like, the popular carries was all gone. So if you running, like, five, five, six on your assault rifles, all that ammo was gone. Nine millimeters, forty round. All I mean, ammo was just within the first hour of the store opening, and it was just a truck that day. So I mean, that's what I mean about you know being aware, you know, because they was distracting us with hand sanitizer and toiletries being a, at a shortage. But you feel me? I feel like ammo is something that people need to get to, and it's at a shortage. So just be aware. Right. If you can't find it in your local places that sell ammunition, you can look online in places such as AmmoSeek.com. That's A-M-M-O-S-E-E-K.com. The price might be a little higher, but you can get that shipped to you. You might even find a place near driving distance to you that you can go drive up there and get the ammo. But you definitely find some ammo on there. Yeah. And check local pawn shops and stuff like that too, because a lot of people just go to like big retailers. But you know, I was able to buy a box of five, five, six from a pawn shop. You know, just to get me what I need, but for for the moment. But make sure y'all checking like local shops or whatever to, you know, just go to the big retailers. Indeed, indeed. 
right, next thing we had was the Confederate symbols and the removal of Confederate statues across the country. When I think of the Confederate symbol, I think about that big Confederate flag, like on the way from Charlotte on Highway 151. You know what I'm talking about? Is that it's like, like no, Indian Trail or not Indian Trail? Monroe? Monroe? Yeah, but uh, it's like more close to the Hartsville. It's like right before you get into Hartsville, I believe, between MACB and Hartsville. I don't know what okay. that's from, but it's like, I don't know if it's still up there, but it used to be a big ass Confederate flag right there. Like, you could see that shit from far away. Like, be like, damn. <laughs> uh, I, mean, like, I don't know, man. I just think it, it's like with, all, with anything that doing with racial tension right now, man, it's like it should have been happening, but you know, I'm happy to see some of the stuff, you know, taking place with like these Confederates. But, you know what I'm saying? I, what I don't like when people say it's, it's a part of history. Yeah, it's a part of history, but it's certain things that you don't want to remind people of, you know what I'm saying? Especially with when you have a whole race that's, that's been oppressed, you know, you don't want to, if we're trying to move forward in the future, you don't want to put statues and things, you know what I'm saying? To remind them of a hard past. So I, I feel like it's a good thing that, you know, it is that these things are coming down. It should have been happening in my opinion, ever since the civil war, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> It should have been no more, uh, no more of that stuff, like Confederate flags or, or these statues. It should have been taken down. I mean, if they in the trend of removing statues and all that, were they gonna change the, uh, the people on the dollar bills? You know, Andrew Jackson. That's like uh, one of the people they trying to uh, erase or move the statues or whatever. You on the twenty dollar bill, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. They gonna put somebody. They gonna put somebody else on there or something. What do you think? Ooh, that that's yeah, that's. Man, that's a whole different like perspective of it because you're right. Like, are you gonna change the money? Mm. Mm. And they got cities named after these people. They're gonna change the name of the city. <laughs> you right? Got counties, counties, counties like Lee County, Calhoun County. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. It's it just it's endless. It's just it's. I don't it's, picture them changing names of cities or nothing like that. But removing the statues, maybe, but. That's something to think about for sure. Even even to where you change like the schools, man. School systems name after certain people, like certain schools. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like how far can they go and how deep does America have to go for for the black community to feel like all their reparations are, are needed and met. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it's real deep. It can go deep. Super deep. Yeah, there's so much things you can think of with this that. For real, for real. Mm. What else do we have here? Uh, we the upcoming uh Gucci Man's upcoming artists with the art- altercation in South Carolina, a nightclub in Greenville, South Carolina. Yeah, Fujiano. He's from Greensboro, Georgia, according to online reports. Allegedly, he was at the nightclub performing when shots rang out. There's rumors that someone tried to take his chain or something, and then shots went out. We don't know who's a suspect or a victim at this time, but apparently there were definitely some victims there at the Lava Lounge in Greenville, if I'm not mistaken. I heard uh 
club. What is it? Club Lava? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. And reports yeah. I heard that uh, was it two two people died and like ten ten injured from reports what I saw ten injured and two people actually died. Um. So what what you think, man, about the whole? Snatching these rappers' chains, man. What what do you think about this whole like? Because it's kind of like a trend, man. It, it's not the first rapper that somebody like trying to snatch their chain when they out performing. So what what do you think about that, man? Yeah, I think it's definitely becoming a trend in South Carolina where rappers getting their chains snatched or people trying to take their chains. It's happened to a couple of up and coming rappers such as like Little Soldier, I think. Jay the Younger had an incident with his chain in South Carolina as well. Yeah. Jay the Younger. Some of these rappers, you can't be playing with these rappers because some of them, they really, they really bought that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I, I I just feel like, man, we got to stop praising that shit, though, because that's like the biggest form of clout chasing to me. You know, everybody always talking about clout chasing and they don't chase clout. But I feel like that's just clout chasing, man. Like, and you know what I'm saying? Like, respects to Fujiano and the team. What they, whatever happened, you know, they did what they had to do. But like you said, you can't be playing with these people. But I feel like we got to take it to another level. Like, with a, you know what I'm saying? From a business standpoint. Because now, these club promoters, man, I feel like y'all got to do better with, with the security and how y'all letting these rappers move in. You know what I'm saying? Because eventually, y'all going to mess up the bag. You feel me? Like, people probably ain't going to want to you try to book an artist, you probably ain't going to want to come because he, you know what I'm saying? Although they're going to handle theirs, but you messing up the bag. So I feel like they got to do better with security, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? They should have like a certain distance that people away from the stage while these, while these artists are up there performing. You know what I'm saying? I feel like not only should the rapper have to take accountability, these promoters and these these club venues, you know what I'm saying? They got to they gotta take response, part of the responsibility too, man. Yeah, some advice I was given a few months back is like for rappers, up and coming rappers or any rapper, I should say, they should have their own security when they go into these places, especially these nightclubs. Because you know, it's like sometimes it's a small area. You gotta, you gotta watch your back. You gotta be on all ten at all times. You know what I'm saying? So they should definitely have their own security. They shouldn't depend on the security that's already there because somebody. Could have potentially paid the security that was there off. True, but that's that's what I'm saying. As far as like these uh these promoters, man, they got to be responsible too, man. It sh- it shouldn't be happening to where somebody could pay security off the. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the rapper want to come with his security, but at the same time, while I'm in that venue and I'm performing, you feel me? Because I, from the artist standpoint, you book me. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? You you booked me to come to your venue or you booked me to come to your event. So at a at a certain time, a certain standpoint, I feel like those promoters in those club, people of those venues gotta be held accountable. You know what I'm saying? Cause at, at the end of the day, innocent lives being taken. Cause uh I heard the people that died wasn't even, you know what I'm saying, a part of the altercation. You know what I'm saying? So it's just so much with that, man. I feel like it's it gotta be better. Because, you know what I'm saying, either way, it's, it's bad for for the artist. If he get his chains snatched, he potentially lose business. 
from from how to you know how media take it. But you know what I'm saying? He potentially losing business if he defend himself in that way because now people are gonna say, uh, I don't want to book him because we know this type of reaction coming with him. You know what I'm saying? So true. It is that's what I said. That's what I said. What I said when these I said these promoters and these venue owners, man, they got to be held more responsible too with with securing that location because at the end of the day, they booked that artist to come there. I feel you on that, mm. but they definitely don't need to come along. They need to come with somebody that's gonna have their back still, just in case. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. in case. Most definitely do that, but I mean most. Most artists is already moving like that anyway, so you know what I'm saying. But it's just I feel like we we gotta look at it both sides. You know what I'm saying? Because hey, at the end of the day, because it's not at the end of the day, it's not fair to to the people that are fans of this artist. You know what I'm saying? If he come there, you know what I'm saying. I'm going to the venue because the venue book him. You feel me? The venue security got to be to to a certain level because it's not fair if I'm a fan of this artist and I want to go out and have fun and support and listen to my favorite art, artist. A consequence of that is that I could die. You feel what I'm saying? I, I don't feel like that's that's right. And that's why I say like the venue owners and the promoters got to take more responsibility because as from a fan perspective, if I go see this artist, I want to I want to have a good night and, and make sure I'm safe. You know what I'm saying? And, and not have to worry about just because I like this artist, it's a possibility that I die if I go out to to this event. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I said we gotta we gotta we gotta hold those people more accountable too. Not just the artists. I feel like they gotta have better title security, a better ship, how they running things, man. You feel like there should be better contracts involved when booking these artists as well, as far as if anything pops off while they're performing. Facts. Cut the performance short. Facts. I feel like it should be better, better contracts. You know what I'm saying? With the whole movement, because now if 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 this artist say like, or oh, if something happened and put that in the contract, you got to give me more money. That's not, like when you start talking about the bag and playing with the bag, like people gonna tighten up. You feel what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I, I definitely think if if this if you cut this short, I still need my money. I need more now. You feel me? Like, cause you gotta look at it. It's a business, man. At the, at the end of the day, it's a business. So, cause the fans not gonna care that somebody tried to snatch. You know what I'm saying? Your chain or whatever. They gonna be like, when when they get back to the streets, man. So and so only came and did a song and a half and left. You feel me? So now that that's that's putting a stain on your name when it comes to other promoters like trying to book you and getting you. You know what I'm saying? So. It's a whole, it's a lot, a lot that going in with it, going to, you know, the whole situation. But I do feel like, I'm going to keep saying it, I feel like the promoters and the club venues got to tighten up, man. They got to take responsibility with it, too. Yeah, that made sense. That made me think about it from a different way from what I was thinking about it. So now I'm definitely thinking about it from both ways. I was just thinking about it from the artist's perspective, like... Mm-hmm. That they need to be on their P's and Q's, have who they need to have to make sure nothing pop off. But the legal aspect, that's that's important as well, especially yeah. in the contract and everything like that. Yeah, so, man, yeah. It, it's 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 a lot. Cause you feel me, like uh, 
like you saying, yeah, the artists definitely need to be prepared, but especially when you you going to different cities. But if if it's a contract man, and, and I'm going here because it's fans here that want to see me, you know what I'm saying. I shouldn't have to, although I'm prepared for that, it shouldn't have to get to that. You know what I'm saying? At, while I'm in the venue, now if that was an artist down the street, and you know what I'm saying, it had nothing to do with that performance, and something happened, but why you in the club? I don't feel like I'm not gonna say nothing is gonna happen, but I feel like the security there it, it has to be tighter to where I feel like people shouldn't even be a certain distance on the you know what I'm saying to the stage to where they can reach their arm out to try to grab a chain. You know what I'm saying? If you gotta put a wall of security in front of the stage and let the people be behind that, you feel me? Like it's just something got to be done different, man, because you, you putting not just these artists at risk, uh, lives at risk, but the, the fans, everybody that's in the club, the DJ, you know what I'm saying? Everybody that's in the club, your life is at risk. You know what I'm saying? Because, like I say, it's just somebody chasing clout, man. They want to be able to get on social media and, and show off. I got this person trained. Like, that's all it is, down to a clout chase. People lives at risk and people lives are in jeopardy. Right, so if if the artist is on the stage, right, then they go out into the crowd and perform. They gotta be prepared for stuff like that. So, you know, they need to be prepared for somebody. They should expect somebody to try to take their chain if they go out in the crowd. They, they need to be true. I, I mean, yeah. I didn't even see the whole stem of the. Did he go out into the crowd or was he still on stage? I don't know. The video I saw, it didn't really show anything. It was just like from the DJ booth. Yeah, I saw that one. It was just like from the DJ. But, but I saw it, it was another one. That I saw, it looked like he was still on stage. It, it didn't look like he was going out into the crowd. You know what I'm saying? From the one, I, I think I saw another one. You probably got to look up, look him up, or whatever. It was like he was still on stage or whatnot. And they, they, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, this is still something new. So eventually, whatever happened might come out. Uh, it might not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Only time will tell. Yeah, man, but you know what I'm saying? Like, that put my mans in a hot spot, you know what I'm saying? Because being, well, he just signed to Gucci, and you know Gucci doing the whole 10, 17, Icy Boys thing, you know what I'm saying? How that how they going to mess up his bag with that? Like, I'm pretty sure, you know, we know Gucci, man, is, is 100% solid dude. So just, I wonder how he going to react to the whole situation and, and how that it's gonna mess up the relationship with with Fujiano and Gucci. You know what I'm saying? Being that something like that happened, what you think? You think Gucci gonna still be behind him 100 percent and still keep him on the uh, the label? For sure, for sure. Like especially if he handled his, he definitely gonna you know still be on the label. For sure. Yeah, that's what I was saying too. Because you know, I just watched the interview with Gucci. <laughs> like uh two days ago and he was talking about some some real stuff so i don't really think it's gonna mess that up but it's just i don't know it's just so much behind it that you gotta look at man and you gotta look at the big picture all these moving parts because this music industry is a, is a business and it's, it's a lot of different factors that come in just for artists to be an artist you know what i'm saying and, and to move like how they move so i guess you like you say only time will tell but Yeah, on the time too. So I think that about covers the agenda on this episode. 
So, everybody, America, we'll see you on the next episode, which will be coming soon. Until then, make sure you catch this on all your podcast streaming services. Yep. 1409 Podcast.